Welcome to Oklahoma Music Legends. I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. The drought years of the 30s dried up the once lush lands of Oklahoma and turned most of the once prosperous farmland into dust. Coupled with a deep national economic depression, it drove many families off their lands, causing them to travel to the West Coast, searching for a place to earn a living and feed their families. Stand by for the story. This episode will spotlight three such Oklahoma families who made the pilgrimage to the West Coast and who each had a child who came together to play a part in the instrumental four-piece guitar-playing supergroup who earned the moniker the band that launched a thousand bands. You know them as the Ventures. First, Noel Edwards, the son of Native American Cherokees, Albert and Nanny Edwards was born in Lahoma, Oklahoma in 1935, a small farming community located right in the middle of what would later be called the Dust Bowl. Noel would soon be known by his nickname of Noki, a combination of his given name Noel and Oki, which was the slang term used by those who looked down upon the desperate westward-traveling Oklahomans during this desperate time. The Edwards family reluctantly gave up their farm when Noel was a small child traveling west and finally settling in Pulliup, Washington. Noel was surrounded by music from talented family musicians. Most of Noel's 12 brothers and sisters were musically talented. His brothers, uncles, and his father played bluegrass and country western music, which was very popular at the time. Noki began teaching himself the guitar when he was only five years old. At 11, he could play all stringed instruments, but decided to settle down and, and just play the guitar. He auditioned for and played with the Grand Ole Opry Show Tour when it traveled through the Northwest. Late in his teens, he joined the Army Reserves, and after traveling to Texas and California for basic training, he began playing professionally in various country bands in and around California. By the mid-50s, he was playing with well-known country artist Lefty Frizzell, fellow Oklahoman Cal Smith, Ferlin Husky, and Buck Owens. Number 2. Bob Bogle was born in 1934 on the family farm near Wagner, Oklahoma. Bob said in an interview while growing up in Oklahoma, he remembers listening to Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys, who were on KVOO radio station for Tulsa nearly every day, and the Grand Ole Opry from WSM broadcast from Nashville on the weekends. The combination of Dust Bowl and the Depression era caused his father to sell off what few animals and farm equipment the family had left on their leased farm and move westward to California. This appeared to be the classic Oki thing to do. But when they arrived to the Promised Land, like many others before and after them, they found the classic Oki problem, no work. This as written by Hugh Foley in his book, Oklahoma Music Guide. The family moved up and down the West Coast following harvest, finally settling in Portland, Oregon. Now Bob's first musical influence came when he was 12. His brother Clarence brought home an acoustic laptop steel guitar and showed Bob a few chords. It wasn't long before he began picking the steel guitar well, playing chords while picking the melodies. Bob continued to play up until about halfway through the ninth grade. 
when he left school to work in construction. At 18, he became a journeyman brick mason. Bob's other brother, Dennis, brought home a standard acoustic guitar and gave it to Bob when he left to join the Air Force. Bob kept learning chords and picking out lead guitar lines, and in 1959, Bob began working for a construction company in Seattle, Washington. While working at the construction company, Bob meets used car salesman, wannabe construction worker Don Wilson, who was also a fellow guitar player. They began working together and they discussed their guitar interest and decided to jam together on weekends. Later, they decided to test their sound on live audiences. They had some success and decided to start a band calling themselves the Versatones. These two would become the founding members of the Ventures. In 1959, Noki was playing lead guitar in a Tacoma, Washington club as a member of the Buck Owens Band. When Bogle and Wilson first heard Noki ripping out his guitar lead licks, live and in person, they were impressed and interested. The next night, Bogle and Wilson returned to hear Noki playing guitar with Owens. That evening, they began talking to Noki about joining their group. Skip Moore was playing drums with Owens' band at the time. Noki introduced him to the founding pair, and he joined in with them. The now quartet began playing around in local nightclubs in the Tacoma, Washington area and began acquiring quite an enthusiastic following. They went into a studio to record a song they'd put together you may have heard one time or another called Walk, Don't Run. Now the record did get some regional airplay but failed to get much traction. This is when Wilson's mother Josie came up with the name Ventures, took it upon herself to produce the song on a label, Blue Horizon, which she created for the sole purpose of promoting her son's band. Walk Don't Run was picked up by another label, Dalton Records, for national distribution. And as they say, the rest is history. Walk Don't Run peaked at number two on the national charts, only kept off the top spot by Elvis, Chevy Checker, and Brian Hyland's big hit, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny. Now say it with me, Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. Noki would play lead for the Ventures from 1959 through 1968. After venturing out onto a solo career and doing session work, he would return to the band to play in special tour dates and the band's recording sessions. Now you may be asking yourself, well, what about the third family? Well, here we go. Born in Durant, Oklahoma in 1935, the family of Simi Mosley fell into similar circumstances and took the now all-too-familiar path to California, winding up in Bakersfield. Simi began playing guitar at 13 in an evangelical group. He and his brother Andy experimented with the guitars during their teenage years, refurbishing, refinishing, building new necks in the family garage. Later, Simi took an apprentice guitar-making job at Rickenbacker Guitars in Los Angeles. After about a year, he went on to make his own brand of custom guitars, which they named Mossrites. Their brand seriously took off when fellow Oklahomans, Noki Edwards, Bob Bogle, and the Ventures struck an exclusive marketing deal with Simi from 1963 through 1968. The band only used Mossrite guitars. The band's guitars had a decal on the headstock naming them the Ventures model. This put Simi and his brother Andy seriously into the guitar manufacturing business. At the peak of their production, they were turning out a thousand guitars a month, which included 
acoustics, standard electrics, double neck electrics, triple neck electrics, bass guitars, dobros, and mandolins. While Simi has passed away, the family is still making custom guitars today. The ventures were formed by Bob Bogle and Don Wilson in 1958 in Tacoma, Washington. Noki Edwards joined the pair originally to play bass guitar. Soon afterward, he switched guitar roles with Bob and became their lead guitar player of renown. Together with drummer Mel Taylor, they became the sixth best album chart performer in the 60s. They have had 14 charting singles. They have sold over 100 million records. These numbers make them, hands down, the number one best-selling instrumental band of all time. Their original hit, Walk Don't Run, was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame for its lasting impact. The members of the Ventures were inducted by John Fogarty into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2008. And I invite you to check out their videos and the old films of the Ventures on YouTube. Now, this is worth noting. The Ventures were even a bigger hit in Japan. They had 22 number one records on the Japanese charts. Ventures lead guitarist, Noki Edwards, was a big hit with the Japanese fans. They held him in high esteem, considering him a guitar-playing monster. Now, you may be asking yourself, why was this American rock instrumental band such a big hit with the Japanese music fan? The answer? There was no language barrier. The fans just enjoyed the sounds this band produced. You've been listening to Oklahoma Music Legends. Tell your friends they can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Stitcher, and on Google Music Play. Also on our website, oklahomamusiclegends.com. Click on the podcast page link. You can see and choose from any of our podcasts. Please like our Oklahoma Music Legends Facebook page. For Oklahoma Music Legends, I'm your host, Tommy Henshaw. Thanks for listening.